0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network
1: Rewind Football Fantasy (laughs) Fantasy Football Rewind.
2: Good evening, welcome to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Sincotta, and we are here. all oh, fired up. Football week eight is coming in, and we're ready and raring to go. I gotta tell you, it's amazing sometimes. When I go through and do my analysis, I take pride in everything I do, and I get fired up when I'm right or when I'm wrong. But one of the things I try to do is stay away from the narratives because they'll lead you down a a crazy path. And last week we had a narrative that was out there that the Pittsburgh Steelers wanted to get the ball to Martavis Bryant more and they didn't get him nothing. So here we go again. According to the Pittsburgh Tribune Review, Ben Roethlisberger admitted that he needed to get the ball to Martavis Bryant. However, Big Ben says he's trying to get the ball to Bryant but the two either haven't been on the same page or the ball wasn't in the right spot or Bryant didn't run his route the way Roethlisberger likes. We've had opportunities with deep balls that we've missed, whether it was me overthrowing him or it's the Chicago game where he slows down a little bit or the last game where he doesn't see the ball coming out of my hand. There are plays to be had. We just have to make them. Those are two specific incidents Roethlisberger called out. That leads me to believe he's pissed off. If you can remember two broken plays by specific plays in a game where you have 70 offensive plays in each game, that's insane. That's crazy. Ben Roethlisberger's got a personal gripe. A breakout could be coming soon Sunday night against the Lions with Juju smith Schuster in concussion protocol. But we've been waiting and waiting and waiting. Of Montavis Bryant. In that same game, Golden Tate's been a guy we've been waiting and waiting and waiting. According to M Live's Kyle Aminke, Golden Tate is expected to miss Week Eight against the Steelers. Lions signed slot wide receiver Jace Billingsley to their practice squad on Wednesday as insurance. However long Tate is out, with Tate out, we expect a roll increase to Marvin Jones. Theoretic and Eric Ebron. Boy, boy, boy. Now, if you're playing Eric Ebron because you think he's going to get more workload and Golden Tate being out, he's still going to catch the ball. He's still going to make things happen. He's still going to have his confidence level high. That's a lot. That's a lot. Hmm. I can't go down that route anymore. I've cut and rid myself of Vergie Brown. Devontae Parker, questionable for week 8 against the Ravens. Parker practiced on a limited basis this week after missing the previous two games. Appears to have at least a shot. He has a shot of suiting up Thursday night. For now, consider him a game time call. It's going to go right up to game time here. Have someone prepared. Have someone prepared. Devontae Parker. Throughout his career, you can't say like you err on the side of caution. You gotta err on the side of him, like, not playing. You listen to Fantasy Football Rewind, which you can hear right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Monday to Friday, 1 to 3 a.m. Eastern. And if you can't, you just subscribe iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and make sure you get everything you need. We're gonna take a quick break. Before we go to break, here's Dr. Dre. I don't know much about Dr. Dre. I know he's like Eminem's protégé. But I know about PPR. So stay tuned for more Fantasy Footballer Rewind. Football rewind, my name is Tony Zagata. And we are absolutely getting it done. <laughs> na, 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 na. You know who's not getting it done? Minnesota Vikings quarterback Sam Bradford. That's right, Sam Bradford. Uh he remade sideline at today's practice. Not anything other than what we expected. I would be shocked if Sam Bradford played again this season. Case Keenum will be the guy taking on the Browns. Browns defensive end Miles Garrett has been placed in the league's concussion protocol. Garrett showed up from the facility on Tuesday with concussion symptoms. is now in the protocol. His status for Sunday morning's game in London is in question. Garrett debuted in Week 5 and has at least one sack in each game. He's been active. On top of that, Garrett has been the man against the run. He's everything. The Browns want to be, but can he stay on the field is the craziness. We talked about Matavis Bryant earlier in the show. Well, he actually showed up today. Nice. Showing up for work, Martavis. Something new. Something you don't do routinely. Brian failed to show up on Monday. He had a doctor's visit. I don't know if he had a note. Nobody said that. Anything? Coach Mike Tomlin says, hey, he's not being traded anywhere. But do you keep waiting? Do you keep waiting and waiting and waiting? Carolina Panthers signed Roberto Aguayo to their practice squad. Aguayo worked out for the Panthers on Tuesday, Love of fellow kickers Andrew Franks, Jason Myers, and Young huku Koo. So Aguayo's workout must have been the best. He'll be the insurance for Graham Gano, in case Gano was unable to kick this week. Aguayo was out of the league the first seven weeks. How about Charles Clay and the Buffalo Bills? They're looking to get him back soon, but he's not practicing Wednesday. He had a knee scope about two weeks ago and has battled chronic knee problems for years. His recovery period is likely to be longer than most players with the same surgery. Clay remains out indefinitely. In his absence, Nick O'Leary started week seven and Logan Thomas was the guy that ended up with a touchdown. Very sad, very sad because fantasy owners were in on Jack Nicholas's grandson. How many times you hear that this week? Oh boy, Hugh Jackson! Oh my god, I've had enough of this guy. And all these hosts on my channel are so soft. The guy's incompetent and they all stick up for him. And here we go, here's the show of incompetency. Coach Hugh Jackson, named rookie. Deshaun Kaiser, the Week 8 starter against the Vikings. Come on, Hugh. You've been down this road twice. Now we're doing it a third time. And if you replace him at halftime again, it shows you have no idea what you're doing. And people sticking up for you are a bigger joke than you are because you can't manage a game. You can't manage your roster. And they can say that you don't get the proper players to play with. And that could be a thing. But you can't handle the players you do have. So, Hugh... Some guys are made to be running backs coaches. Some guys are made to be offensive coordinators. Some guys are named to be head coaches. Hugh, you're a running backs coach. That's all you are. And people will hire you because they rehire everybody in the NFL. So you'll never be out of work, so I don't feel bad for you. You won't make the, K- the Ching you make it now. But you don't deserve it. You're not at that level. You don't, you don't do anything that makes you a head coach in material. You're just a nice guy, Hugh. Nice guys finish last. For whatever reason, Jackson isn't a fan of Cody Kessler. And I don't know why he's a fan of Deshaun Kaiser. Makes no sense. Zero, zero, zero sense. You know what's crazy? I think, and this is just my opinion, that Bryce Butler is the best wide receiver on the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know why he doesn't play more. I don't know what the hell is going on there, but he's the best wide receiver on the Cowboys. And maybe I have statistical evidence to prove Tony Sincott is right. Pro football focuses, Dak Prescott. has a 154.4 QB rating when targeting Bryce Butler in the highest for any receiver with at least 10 targets. He has just 11 looks. Butler has an absurd eight catches for 270 yards and two touchdowns. That's more yards and scores than Terrence Williams has drawn in eight more targets, played 133 more snaps, and it could be seen the Cowboys have an easy decision to make, but it seemed like that since last season. I agree. What the hell is going on here? Why isn't Bryce Butler getting more time? I don't understand it. I have no idea what is going on here. It's crazy to me. Absolute insanity in what's going on here. But we'll see how it plays out. We'll see who ends up with what's going on. Is Aaron Jones worth owning going forward? My man, Chris Meany from Livewire, which you guys can watch on YouTube's Fantasy Sports Network. There's 48,000 subscribers. Here's his take on Aaron Jones.
3: Uh, What's going on with Aaron Jones?
4: Yeah, so I kind of just, you know... To say what I already kind of touched on with Jones is that I think he's I think he's a solid option going forward. Now mm-hmm. you picked him up in a pinch, uh, you know we we're talking about maybe selling high because Ty Montgomery's going to be back, but with Rogers being out at least till I think week thirteen on the pop list, he could come back towards the end of the year. There are some reports, maybe it's possible. I've seen it before, but Aaron Jones, if you have him, I think you have yourself an RB two the rest of the way because just my big takeaway is the forty four snaps for Jones and only seven for Ty Montgomery, is Jones is your typical running back where Montgomery isn't. And Green Bay is turning to more of a run-heavy offense because the inexperience at the quarterback position. So I just wanted to throw that out there that if you have Jones, great. If he was dropped for whatever reason, if he's still available in 10-team leagues, pick him up, play him the rest of the way. This is not going to be a fantastic offense, but like I said, there's a bye week. Maybe they can figure it out, figure some kinks out and be a little bit better. I think mm-hmm. Hunley could turn out to be okay. He's been around that offense for a while. We saw the rushing ability. Uh, he had the rushing touchdown. So I, I think that was the biggest takeaway. Now for Todd Montgomery, I wouldn't drop him. But you can't start him. You can't play him. In 10-team leagues and standard leagues, I would consider it. I would consider the drop, actually. And it's wow. too bad. It's it's really too bad because this guy was a stud with Rodgers and company, but this is a different offense. The Green Bay Packers, in my opinion, are, are done. They're not a playoff team. They're one of the worst now without Aaron Rodgers because Rodgers can fix a lot of holes for a team.
2: Wow. You heard it here
4: first. They're done. It, it's unfortunate, but... It's Is it just him getting hurt, though? Like, they were using him so much, and he seemed like he was For the guy. For Montgomery? Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, he got hurt. He's not your typical running back, right? He's a wide receiver, switched over to running back. He's not that big body build, and you see what Jones, uh-huh. they got confidence in Jones, and he's running the ball, and he's going to continue to run the ball in this offense. So it's it's tough. It's tough to – it's 100% tough to start Tom Montgomery.
2: Yes, there's my guy, Chris Meany, getting it done. I got to tell you, you got to check out Chris Meany and on Target, Monday through Friday, at 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. He's joined by Jake Sealy and, of course, Joe Pisapia. That's a crazy name, right? Pisapia? Do you think people made fun of him when he was a kid? I think some people might have. That's why I'm going to root for Joe. In life, Joe's gonna overcome that and he's become a man that you look up to. And yet, when he's in kindergarten, they were like, I gotta take a piss or pia, right? I bet that's what they said. And yet, he overcame that. He took diversity and he took it to the next level. Joe piss a pia. Been a role model since Thanksgiving. <laughs> when he was in fifth grade, he's come a long way, Joe Pisapia. I give that guy so much credit. I love people that overcome. That's the style, that's the substance of the United States of America. Stay tuned for more from the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Fantasy Football Rewind, and more great stories like Joe Pisapia. fantasy football rewind show my name is Tony Sincott. you know what the great thing about the end of the year is award shows award shows it always happens late in the season so here is the thing fantasy football frenzy they had some mid-season awards today Let's go to Corey Parson, Matt Modica, and of course Jake Seely for their midseason awards. Let's see if we agree right here on the Fantasy Football Rewind.
5: Yo, in the spirit today, told you we had some work to get done. I wasn't able to help because they didn't start till eight o'clock uh, last night, and I was um I was uptown by then. So we got the award show popping. We'll open up the telephone lines a little bit later on, start to get you ready for week number eight of the fantasy football season. The link is live. You can go check that, rotoexperts.com. I hear myself. Oh, that's that's somebody's computer's on. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, the link is live, rotoexperts.com. So you, you go to rotoexperts.com. You see the link from the All-In Kit. Also make sure so you subscribe, in-season package. It's going to help you get to the playoffs, help you get through bi-week hell. Promo code free radio at checkout. That's the Roto Experts in season edge fantasy football package for 2017. Let's get into it, gentlemen. One of the big, big categories of the day. The best fantasy rookie. Are you ready for our nominees?
3: hmm
5: Kansas City Chief running back Kareem Hunt. It
3: should just be here, yeah, it's not Kareem Hunt. Yeah,
0: exactly. It should be game, it should be game over. So
3: Fantasy rookie not named Kareem Hunt Go
5: Deshaun Watson Leonard Fournette And Evan Ingram Now listen Kareem Hunt is the winner of this category But I think we saw Kareem Hunt coming When it comes to Watson
3: And Ingram Hold on, hold on, hold on Even Matt and me Two of the biggest Graham Hunt supporters there were on the earth. We're we, we, Neither of us were saying he was going to be the number one running back in fantasy.
0: Yeah, no, I can't say he was going to be number one running back. I thought he would have enough carries regardless, or enough touches, excuse me, mm-hmm. enough touches, regardless if Wayne never got hurt. That's why I was drafting him in the sixth round before ADPs came out. But number one running back, no, I did not foresee that.
5: Okay, but still, we knew the like we knew he could be a, he was a rookie that we can depend on. We didn't see we didn't think we would be able to depend on Watson and Ingram and Watson and Ingram uh, on every week starters. No, nobody's again, buying it. Again, no.
3: Look, Matt and I, like I said, I'm gonna go back to it one more time. Matt and I were some of the highest people on Cream Hunt. We had him as what Matt we was basically both had him like fringe RB one conversation. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair for us. Yeah. Okay. Nobody else was really there. There might have been like 10% of the populace out there that was on it with us. So to say we and everybody and people is just not. So even the biggest supporters, and that's why I'm saying Matt and myself, is because even the biggest supporters weren't saying he was a top five running back. There was a potential here. He was better than Spencer Ware. We weren't expecting Spencer Ware to get hurt. So... Kareem Hunt definitely deserves to be mentioned, but he's also running away with this. I'm actually taking Leonard Fournette because he's been a beast in every single game, despite missing last one, because he's had a touchdown in every single game.
5: Kareem Hunt has not
3: scored a touchdown
0: it's since week games, three. Yeah. But the problem. Is, the problem is, yeah. The problem is there's really not they haven't been had the ball inside the five. Okay. That's been a major issue. For me in this category outside of Kareem Hunt. Fournette is worthy of it. I'm going to go Watson for what he's done. That's 15 yeah. touchdowns and stuff. He's on pace for like 40 touchdowns. So I- I'll go Watson. See, I don't
3: mind that, but that's where, where, like, if people want to discount Fournette for missing last week, I'm discounting Watson over this first two games being miserable. But I understand. I'm just giving the argument of why I'm going Fournette.
5: Wait, would, would, would you consider the, the second game miserable? Isn't the second game when he had the big, the, the big 50-yard run? That was the second game, right? I believe so. That was his first NFL start. He had that yeah. 50-yard touch. That wasn't a miserable game. Mm-hmm. He looked miserable as a, a passer. That no, he looked miserable as a passer. But that's still Adam Jones and, and Adam Jones in that Cincinnati Bengals secondary. They, those boys get behind it. That was his first road start. So yeah. You get yeah. Him... So
3: that the excuse. I'm just saying it wasn't a good game. Yeah. Well, I'm saying it was. It wasn't terrible. Okay, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't good.
5: Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I want to give you know the Sean Watson a little bit of props on that, but I do. Think that's because he's your boy. That's my guy right there. Shout out to Clemson University, uh, the Tigers. Shout out to Did my you man. Oh um, uh, there. No, I have a lot of friends. <laughs> I have a lot of friends that went there. I know a lot of people in South Carolina. Um, shout out to um, uh, my guy Jason Braddock too, who's also from South Carolina. How about that? People don't know that Jason Braddock yes. is not
0: from Houston. Jason Braddock is very in touch and excellent at what he does, but he was a, a, a Tom. He Savage was a Tom guy. Savage guy. You were a Deshaun Watson guy.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, I gotta get bragged. You I mean, know,
0: even in that Cincinnati game where you know it was some, he had eighteen point nine five points. That's not terrible.
5: Evan Ingram is a guy that has busted onto the scene. And he is a top five tight end right now. I think he's a top five tight end moving forward, Matt Medica. I Listen, I sat up here and I said there's no way that this kid is going to make a fantasy impact in year one. You got Odell. You got Brandon Marshall. He's a rookie tight end. I was 100,000% dead wrong on that. I don't have Evan Ingram nowhere. I think it's a mistake. I, I, I dropped the – it was an error on the fantasy executive behalf. I was not on this kid at all, no. and he is getting it I'm done. I'm fault you that much. Oh, all right. Good.
3: Go <laughs> go well, you said Matt. I'm just. I was, go ahead. Well, back, I'll, back go. I can go. I'll take some credit in the fact
0: that I didn't, look. I didn't think he'd be this good. I'll definitely say that. But I did say out of the three rookies that were drafted in the first round, I thought for this season alone, he could have the biggest impact.
5: What were you about to say? All in, kid.
3: No, that's a good point by Matt. Is we, I think most of us agreed that he was going to be the best tight end. But all, of, all of us, none of us, were saying he's going to be a tight end one. And that's the biggest problem. And I'm going to give you a pass because he probably still would be fringe fantasy worthy, as in maybe you care, maybe you don't, maybe he's a bi-week fill-in if Odell Beckham was healthy, if Brandon Marshall was healthy. like To have all these factors that broke right for Evan Ingram, he's very talented. He's basically a wide receiver. We all know that. But at the same time, I think there'd be a hell of a lot more inconsistency if those two wide receivers were healthy.
0: Speaking of Brandon Marshall, what was his MFL 10 ADP? Because he was a major bust. And a lot of people were were, kind of relying on him either as a low-end 2, high-end 3, and he did absolutely nothing.
5: No, it, yeah, you're right. I mean, remember, I, remember, I pulled the trigger and cut son early. You know what I'm saying? No, you did. You you said you just. I I'm water. getting rid of it. I'm not. I don't want to look at his name. You know, and nothing against him. I think he's a nice guy, and I like how he's trying to turn his career around. But he's not gonna work for my fantasy football team, Mister uh, Marshall. Let me let's see. Let's look up my fantasy league, MFL ten ADP on one Brandon Marshall is. Hmm. Uh, I
3: don't
5: think it's as high as you think it's going to be. Uh, and, uh, oh, it was he was uh, 71. ADP was 71. He was one spot behind Tevin Coleman.
0: Yeah, I think in the NFFC, he was more of like that late fifth round, early sixth round pick. So he was another guy that let many people down.
5: So there we go. Our best fantasy rookie of the year has been Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt gets the midseason award for fantasy rookie. So... The rookie went to Kareem Hunt. The best the uh, best performance by a veteran goes to Fitz. Injury situation, uh, injury impact injury is Aaron Rodgers, right? The bus was a, a shared award between Terrell Pryor and Isaiah Crowell. The Rocky Marciano breakout player was Chris Thompson. Um, Amazingly, <laughs> 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 all right. So there. Now let's get to our next category. Since we had a consensus on that one, we can move along. Next category. Is bounce back player. The nominees for fantasy bounce back player of 2017 mid season awards on the frenzy. The nominees are Todd Gurley, DeAndre Hopkins, Duke Johnson, and Carlos Hyde. Jake, does Carlos Hyde belong in this in in, 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 in this group with the, with the other trio?
3: I think it's he maybe, but I don't think he's going to get any votes because he's been inconsistent and banged up a little bit. And it's Carlos Hyde. It's this fact that you look, just look at the season. I don't think that there's much conversation here for this one. Honestly, I think it's Don Gurley in a landslide. He went from being first round pick where everybody was pissed off at him last year and he was benchable for the entire, honestly, the entire season. Just nobody ever wanted to bench him. But now he's back, and he's a top-five running back. I I think that's an easy one for me.
5: When you look at this one right here, Matt Madik. I tell you what. You talk about buying last year's trash. Todd Gurley and DeAndre Hopkins were two pieces to look at, along with guys like Keenan Allen and stuff like Allen Robinson, who's hurt anyway already. But I got to go, I think the all-in kid is 100% correct. Todd Gurley in a landslide in this category. Todd Gurley, all be one in fantasy football right now. He is getting it done.
0: Yes, I'll give it to Todd Gurley as well. But here's the thing: he's getting the volume, and yeah. he's getting everything—the goal line carries, receptions, the Todd McVay. And the, know, yep, definitely offense. major factor. But DeAndre Hopkins, the one thing I know I was really scared of was, can somebody get him the ball? And now we see somebody can get him the ball, and it's it's paying off. So it's Gurley, but I think Thompson I don't,
5: Hopkins is a, a worthy runner up. And the fact that Duke Johnson is in the mix right here now, some would say, "Well, Duke Johnson's not really bounced back." Duke Johnson caught fifty balls last year, but they were the most inconsistent fifty catches that you ever seen in your life. <laughs> so uh, that's it. I think that's fair. I, I think that's... yeah, Duke Johnson right now is performing right outside that RB one range in PPR. Duke Johnson's a play that you get in your lineup and you're happy with and you're satisfied with. Deshaun Kaiser being the quarterback makes it a little bit easier for Duke Johnson to stay in, to stay in the in the, uh, in the game script. Also,
0: do we have like a Best running back value, best wide receiver
5: value—is is, is that part of this? No, it's not. Okay, but Duke Johnson is nominated again. So we'll get to Duke Johnson. We'll hear Duke Johnson's name again when we come back on the other side.
2: There you have it with the guys with the midseason awards. I'll tell you what, Kareem Hunt is interesting because the one thing they didn't say in the last four consecutive games, Kareem Hunt has not hit twenty fantasy points in PPR leagues. One point PPR leagues. In that, Did he get all those points the first two games? Is he living off it? I think we need to see more. We need to see more from Kareem Hunt. Have we seen the best of him the first two weeks of the season? And then where do we go from there? Will he make the end of the season awards? Everybody looks at those numbers. When you have a 42 and a 30-plus point, and then you don't hit 20, uh, it's not what we call consistent, right? Consistency. Bob Long would not approve of it. Bob Long, of course, of the consistency rankings in fantasy football. You listen to fantasy football rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Back with more after this. Welcome back. Here are the guys right here on the fantasy football rewind mid-season awards. I love it. I love it. I like we like this what they're doing here. It makes us think. Makes us reflect. Let's see who's getting it done and who earned an award.
5: About fantasy factor in a little bit. First, let's get into. uh Let's get into the fan, biggest fantasy surprise of 2017. Mid-season awards right here on the Frenzy. Everybody on YouTube live, you can pop in the chat. You can write your your, your winner. I will, I will say the nominees, you can write your winner. Biggest fantasy surprise of 2017 so far. Mid-season awards on the Frenzy. The nominations are Philadelphia Eagle wide receiver, Nelson Aguilar. New England Patriot wide receiver, Chris Hogan. This is Chris Hogan's second nomination. Tampa Bay Buccaneer tight end Cameron Brait. Make America Braid again. Currently tight end number four on the season in PPR. And also Kansas City Chief Quarterback Alex Smith. This is Alex Smith's second nomination of the day. Biggest fantasy surprise all-in kid. I got to go with Nelson Aguilar. I vowed to never put Nelson Aguilar on a fantasy football team of mine. It looks like that might be a mistake right now.
3: It's looking like a mistake, but at the same time, you know the move to the slot is what's been helping him a ton. This is—he still isn't that much different of a receiver. He has improved a little bit. I'll definitely give him that, but it's also putting him in the right position. It's not—not not, understand what I'm saying here is not there's receivers anywhere similar to each other. But the reason Michael Thomas is so good for the Saints is because it was the perfect fit. He needs to be a slot flanker. That team needed a slot flanker. Perfect fit. Nelson Aguilar obviously a better fit in the slot. That's what helping him. I I could see Aguilar, but. He's had some inconsistencies. I think it's Alex Smith for me. I mean, we're talking about somebody who's in the top three quarterbacks of the year who never throws for more than 20 touchdowns. That, that, <laughs> it's easily the biggest surprise.
5: I got a lot of people in the chat and on YouTube Live are saying the name of Alex Smith as the biggest fantasy surprise so far, midseason award. Now, Matt Medica, when you look at it, when Alex Smith had those first two good games, people was calling up here like, should I start this guy or Alex Smith? I was like, you know never start Alex Smith. <laughs> and then but he had a good game, and I was like, that was an accident. It's not an accident. <laughs> Alex Smith is balling.
0: Yeah, no, it's got to be Alex Smith for me as well. The one thing, and the term I haven't heard enough. I thought you'd be saying it, especially with with this kind of the, the holiday season we're in, is Wensylvania. Yeah. Even if you thought he could be in a, a, a QB
5: one, I don't think you thought he'd be a top three or top you know, the number one overall. The reason why I put I, I, the reason why I put Wensel, the reason why I left Wensylvania out of this one is because. Uh, I think so many people, a lot of people were like, if you ask people who was that sleeper quarterback, okay. people were saying wins. You know what I'm saying? Aguilar was on Alex Smith. You
0: know, nobody I, Aguilar on. was a, you know. But, um, I mean, even Deshaun Watson, did we, did we foresee this too, like being a top five, top three quarterback? No,
3: nobody even had him. Well, not nobody, but most people didn't even have him starting this year.
0: Yeah, this is
5: true.
3: Could be in but Alex
0: Smith, I think Alex Smith for what he's done real football wise. I mean the guy's got 15 touchdown
5: versions, zero interceptions. Let me bring in my guy Don Burns, Donnie Burns. <laughs> Don Burns, hop on the microphone. Biggest fantasy surprise. Nelson Aguilar, Alex Smith. I put your boy Chris Hogan in there too, and make America break. I
3: know. I
5: I I know. I I just wanna I just wanna I I I'm just trying to give Don Burns some burn. <laughs> yeah i'll probably go with nelson aguilar in this we knew the talent was there since he was drafted we just kind of we were waiting for carson wentz to have the season he's having now i don't think any of us were prepared for what he's doing currently but it's good for nelson aguilar owners um not very good for alshon owners but i'd probably take nelson aguilar in this all let right, four, four, yeah, well. let's go to dave in dallas dave good morning how about them cowboys
1: how about them Cowboys? Uh, they're winning the Super Bowl this year, Corey. I, I can feel it. I can feel it,
5: too, uh, Dave. I can feel it, too.
1: I,
3: I want to smoke with you guys smoking. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of really to be drinking. <laughs>
5: That's that victory cigar that my man Ty in Baltimore. Uh, how can we help you? Don't listen to the haters, Dave. How can we help you?
1: Yeah, definitely. Hey, um, I, I, have an, uh, I have a question. I'm sitting at 3-5 and five right now, and I'm wondering whether or not I should keep Willie Sneed on my roster because – I'm. I'm. I need those high impact players, and I don't know if I can. If I can trust him any longer. I know he has that upside, but I don't know if I'm willing to wait that long.
5: You wait. wait you you played the eighth game already. How are you three and five.
1: They're three and four, three and
3: oh, four. sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say what uh, happened. The man. We wins, we... your Cowboys.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Very good. Yes, they're going. We're going to go to DC. They're going to go to DC and get a W this week. You're three and four, holding Willie Sneed. Who you want to pick up if you drop Willie Sneed? We Muhammad Sanu. Yeah, I would do it. I do too. Yep, I would I do hate it. Hate to say it, but I would. I would do it. I, I all in, kid. Let's go ahead and sweep it. You 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 would drop uh. You would drop Snead and pick up Sanu, right?
3: You know I'm a Sanu fan. Absolutely, yeah. Sanu. He's such Sanu. It's a Sanu. a
5: shame but like Snead, Crowder, these guys. Yeah, that the, yo, that whole that whole area, that fifth round, that, that fifth area. And let let me let me pull up the crap. ADPs again because I want to look in that area. I wish I had it. I mean, Devontae Parker was in that area. Uh, he's he's well, in, injuries is taking him from us right now. Jarvis Landry was in that area. He's an effing steal. Julian Edelman didn't even get on the field. Kelvin Benjamin in that area is doing his thing. Stefan Diggs doing his thing. He was in that area. Sammy Watkins, Jamison Crowder, nothing. Willie Sneed, nothing. Brandon Marshall, nothing. Pierre Garcon is getting it done. Don't get me wrong. Some of the people in this area hit. Deshaun Jackson, underwhelming, underperforming right now. Jeremy Macklin, a donut. Randall Cobb got this situation with this kid, with the quarterback. You know what I mean? So those are some of the people that was in that area. That was a tough area in, on draft days. You should have been Hopefully you don't have one of those wide receivers on your roster.
0: No, it's just well, – people do, though. I mean, you, yeah, look, everybody likes either Crowder or Snead, and, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. But I'd rather have my fifth-round pick not pan out than my third-round pick. So we're good
5: – yeah, I feel you on that. The biggest fantasy surprise is uh, Alex Smith. Alex Smith is is, is getting it done, and I think he will continue to get it done. Was I was I being too cute putting Cameron Bray in this mix, Jake? Jake?
3: Mm, a bit, yeah. Mostly because, well, it depends on who you talk to. We said on the show millions of times. Cameron, well, at least I was. I know you were big on O.J. Howard, so I know you weren't saying that he was going to be amazing like a tight end one, but yeah. Brate's the better receiver. O.J. Howard's the better blocker, and it's your rookie tight end. It's just, I think way too many people got excited with the shiny new toy in O.J. Howard.
0: Look, I, I thought Brate would be the receiver,
5: and I was on that, but I didn't think he'd be this consistently good week in and week out. Cameron Braid, right now on Make America Braid Again, right now, and hurry up, my app, my my PPR app is not um. Oh my goodness, I clicked on the wrong thing. Excuse me. This is new, this is, this is computer is new to me.
3: <laughs> they just brought these There's up. usually down. viruses on those kind of <laughs> sides, Corey. <laughs> You're right, Jake.
5: I've ruined a couple of computers. Cameron Bray, tight end four. He's right, I mean, Zach Ertz, Rob Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey, than Cameron Brake. He's been so damn consistent. He
0: Love really it. has, week Love in it. and week out. I mean, even this past week he didn't score a touchdown, but didn't he have like six
5: catches for 60 yards? Yep, 14 points per game and a PPR for Cameron Braid, right ahead of Evan Ingram. I mean, he's up there putting up the same numbers. He's literally just like right behind Travis Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey is the guy that was going off the board in, in most circumstances as one of the top tight ends in the NFL. So shout out to Cameron Brait. I think he does belong in a li- in, in that list of biggest fantasy surprise. But not that much of a surprise like Jake said We did figure that he was A lot of people did A lot of he smart did, people did no, figure that I don't that. think
0: anybody really figured He could be this consistent Week in and week
5: out 844-843-6879 Don Burns How much time we got Alright You me. Let's get Do I ha- Who was his name Caddy 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 in North Carolina Caddy what's going on with you Welcome to the fantasy football frenzy On midseason award day Hey, how you doing, guys? What's man, good? Love the show. Love the show. Thank man. you. I got a, uh, I got a rest of season question on two on two positions, man. It's a 12 team PPR uh, half point PPR scoring with a flex. Okay. And um, I'm looking at my roster, man. I was a victim to the Aaron Rodgers uh, injury because yeah. I owned Devonte Adams. Okay. And I know Matt, you're real. You were the one that's real big still. On confidence of him for rest of season, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I look at him or Sterling, him
6: or Sterling Shepard rest of season.
0: I'm taking Adams. I understand where Shepard could get all this volume and stuff, but I've seen Eli without Odell in this, and that offense looked no good. And Ingram seems to be the wide-receiving option. I think they do want to – I think the Giants definitely want to run the ball more. It's it's a 1-6 in team. I I don't know. I'm going to take – I think Devontae Adams does still have
5: talent. And I'm going to take – look, the Packers still are going to try and pass the ball. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. This might be – this might get the award for toughest question of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Midseason award. I'm gonna give a slight nod to Devonte Adams. I don't like what I'm seeing right now, but I, the New York but also Giants, a, the New Charles York Giants offense, isn't even 100 percent healthy. This is true. He's not 100 percent healthy. He's got to come back after the bye. The Giants' offense is pitiful. I'm gonna give the nod to Devonte Adams, Jake. What do you think moving forward? ROS, Sterling Shepard, or Devontae
3: Adams? Shepard and PPR, Adams in standard. Ooh, interesting call right there. Can you break down why? Uh, because Shepard's going to get more volume in a PPR, and Adams more touchdown reliant.
5: All right, so there you go. Right there, so there you go. That's from the yeah, all-in kid. That's a fair way to put it. That's from the all-in kid, Jake Sealy. He's the accuracy expert, so I, I,
3: it's probably a good idea to listen to that. <laughs> thanks.
5: Thanks I a lot. I thought you uh, were. Tr-
3: I was trying to make it quick. I thought you were trying to get one more in before the break.
5: No, I don't have no more. I'm, I'm trying to get something else done right now, but now I'm, oh, okay. I'm screwing up. Okay. I'm oh, okay. Okay. Oh, sorry. Then the I would have talked
3: him a lot longer. No, 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 no.
5: You're, you're fine. You're fine, uh, Jake. Um. I gotta get. I gotta tell you all about Fantasy Factor when we come back on the other side. So I'm gonna tell you about Fantasy Factor. Get you caught up to date on that. Get you ready for that.
2: Welcome back to right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Sicada. We are here absolutely getting it done and getting you ready for everything. Prepare with a quick break. Come back with more as we approach our number two. Stay tuned for more for Fantasy Football Rewind. Those are the guys for the Fantasy Football Frenzy, which you can hear on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network from... from... 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I love those guys, love all the work they do, and they absolutely bring it each and every day. So make sure you give them a tune. We'll be back with more after this. Great stuff from the guys in the fantasy football frenzy right there. Of course, Matt Modica, Jake Seely, and Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, absolutely getting it done. And I got to tell you, those guys know how to get it done. So you need to make sure you take a listen to those guys each and every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern. And I'm ready and raring to go. And we'll make sure you get everything you need to be the best in the business. Because I'm fired up, you're fired up, and we'll make sure that you got to be the man. All the times when you say you're the man, I say I'm the man. And then we go and we make sure that you got all the information you need. So we're going to hear from some great people coming up in the second hour of Fantasy Football Rewind. And, of course, you can check me out coming into the show on Fantasy Football News Desk right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That's Monday through Friday, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. And, of course, on the West Coast, 8 p.m. Pacific too. 11 p.m. and also Monday through Friday at the Lineup Luck Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com, 67 p.m. on the East Coast as we get you ready for the night's games. And then also you can subscribe to DFS today, brought to you by DailyRoto.com. No commercials. I'm breaking down a DFS information, one position a day. Get you five or ten minutes. No commercials. You get everything you want. Subscribe to DFS today, uh, right there on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And then. If you need a break from fantasy, go to Stand-Up Fantasy Monday through Friday and nail it. Nail it in the pack. Absolutely get it done. And that's the way you go about it. Stand-Up Fantasy subscribe. Like this week, we want to fix sub shops in America. We want to have sex on the first date, and we think it's economically feasible. Subscribe to Stand-Up Fantasy right there on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Coming up. Hour number two of Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.